Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. <laughs> You're giggling. We told, we talked about this. You said that you weren't going to it giggle. It's very hard not to giggle during the part where I had to be quiet. You're you're basically like seven years old. <laughs> you are. Some, you're told like like okay, you ha- you, we're going to church. You have to sit still and be quiet, and that's just like code for I need to squirm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting on the floor of my closet recording a radio program <laughs> that may as well be imaginary. It's not so radio. I do feel like it's a I'm podcast. seven. You know, whatever. Look, you need to get out of the 30s. All right, <laughs> this is modern technology, modern forms of communication. All right. Um. All right, I'm not sure how much I like the audio. Uh, I'm, I'm staring at it worrisomely, so the audio might stink. But that's okay. We actually, we I, I know that you don't listen to the show. That's not because I like don't. like much of America. You don't listen to the show. <laughs> it's not because I don't I don't like it. <laughs> Just well, I mean, it's hard to get more supportive of this endeavor than every week. <laughs> appearing here for 45 minutes right but uh there was an episode that we did it was um like five or six episodes ago i think it was the last episode before the cludio yeah the audio is trash really bad i yeah. can barely <laughs> like i listened to it because i was i always listen to them because i'm just kind of curious and and for me it's kind of fun but but that one was like oh my god i'm never gonna listen to it again the i wonder if podcasters listen to their podcasts i'm sure that they do like you think mark maron's like listens to his podcast on Marin maybe not. He records like eight yeah. episodes a day, yeah. so yeah, I don't know that he he's got enough minutes to do that. Um, like I know that the Grateful Dead they listen to their performances. Yeah. Fish they listen to their live performances. I mean, it 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 seems kind of narcissistic or navel gazy, but but no. I mean, I listen to like presentations that I give if they're recorded. I'll listen to them. Yeah, I mean, I could see a lot like listening to a live performance yeah. to like similar to like watching. Uh, video footage of yourself if you're an athlete just right. to see you know maybe some areas where yeah but like that's not what i'm going to be doing here <laughs> no 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 exactly yeah well, we're, right <laughs> yeah, I, I think that you're you, you've hit your peak on your level of commitment to the performative <laughs> elements of your participation podcast, here. yeah uh, me i'm i'm, I'm kind of curious yeah. uh, about it from from a mechanics standpoint i'm like after 45 minutes, all the, what a, what on earth did we talk about? <laughs> and so it satisfies that level of curiosity. Yeah. And I'm sure that, 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 that people... And by the way, there are people listening to this. <laughs> I'm happy. Now, I looked at the, the downloads. Um, they continue to love us in Missouri. <laughs> we had like uh, like like 22, mm. uh, 22 listens. Uh, in the, hello, Missouri. Hello again, Missouri. Um, you know, I think, I think we should make it Missouri Month. <laughs> I know that we got started with Missouri Month. <laughs> Well, the uh, month was half over, yeah. but uh, yeah, okay. So, so it, it it is Missouri month on the X Men files. Wrapping up, wrapping up, Missouri wrapping up month. Missouri <laughs> month. Exactly. Not a moment too soon. We're going to wrap up Missouri month. Um, okay. Carry on. Something to do with laundry. Yeah. Let's let's dive right into the recap. I think this is plenty of a do. Yep. All right. Recap. Uncanny X Men issue one sixty one is called Gold Rush. It was released in September of nineteen eighty two. Our story starts with Charles Xavier, still comatose and based on the panoply of baddies on the splash page, having a hell of a time of it. Panoply? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All the X-Men are there, plus Moira Corsair and the annoyingly Yoda-like Sikorsky. Corsair is wearing his pirate costume still. <laughs> yeah. Storm, inexplicably, is wearing a dress one might wear to the Oscars. 
Cyclops feels hopeless and sad, which comes out as anger because that's sometimes the only acceptable emotion for men. Storm tries to talk to More him. More on that later. Storm tries to talk to him, but he's kind of a dick, lashing out at her for the shenanigans at the Pentagon a few issues ago. Finally, he pulls it together and apologizes, and they have a nice little therapy session. Back in the hospital, Lalandra is talking to comatose Xavier about how he needs to fight, and then we flash back 20 years. Xavier is wearing his Man in the Yellow Hat costume and arriving in Israel, <laughs> meeting one Dr. Shomron. I looked it up, and Shomron means watchtower in Hebrew, and also the Hebrew name for what we call Samaria. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything, but I wondered okay. if that was a word. We'll put a pin in that. So I googled um, it. All right. The Hebrew word for watchtower... We'll come back to that because, like, you know, that's the publication of the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, I do know that, but yeah. Jews for Jesus sort of thing. <laughs> With here. someone a Jew like for Jesus. Deep, in the... deep cut here. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Shomron has an assistant named Magnus, who I can already tell you I'm going to mispronounce. Magnus? Magus? Mangus. <laughs> At some point Mangus. before I'm done reading this, <laughs> who looks yeah. a little familiar. <laughs> yeah. Xavier meets a now catatonic Dachau survivor named Gabrielle, and he is there to use his psionic powers to treat her. He probes her mind, breaks through a literal mental wall, and re relives her really traumatic war memories with her. Yep. Where wherein she was seems like assaulted by nazi officers and then in the last days of the war turned into a statue of solid gold okay yeah. <laughs> weird but okay i, I love that you, yeah. you've read the you've read the issue you've written the summer you're still processing yeah. that page yeah. that, that uh, page is heavy yeah this breakthrough causes her to wake up and everyone rejoices including xavier about how amazing xavier is of course, no good deed goes unobserved in a comics universe, and we see a shadowy figure watching these proceedings. Mm. The figure decides to inform the leader and whispers Sig Heil to himself. He does not say Sig Heil. What does he say? He says Sig Heil. Oh, whatever. Not whatever. It's, it's bad German. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. Sig Heil. I did yeah. not notice that. Okay, Gabby, Magnus, and Xavier embark on what appears to be an all-expense-paid tour of Israel. Magnus and Xavier disagree about the role of mutants, and I guess at this point we're all supposed to be getting the idea that Magnus is Magneto. You're looking at me for confirmation. I'm just asking. Press on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He thinks that mutants will never be accepted by humans, that they have to rule the world or be destroyed. Xavier feels that the security must come from understanding. More disturbingly, Xavier and Gabby are hanging out, and she's exhibiting signs of transference, which any idiot knows is what it's called when a patient has romantic feelings about their therapist. Yeah. Xavier thinks, nah, this is a little skeevy, but I want to do it, and so I will. And right. they're lip-locked on page 11. Yeah. Gross. Thankfully- It gets grosser, but Yeah. Way. Before Xavier has a chance to really mess her up by shagging her, they're under attack. Yeah. By who? Arab commandos? Terrorists? No. German speakers in superhero kit. Yeah. They abduct Gabby, but as one of their ships tries to take off, it explodes, shrapnel killing all the right people and not killing any of the wrong ones. Xavier figures that Magnus was responsible and says, Ack. Charles. <laughs> a A A. Where, where's. G H K. G K H. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. In, in a different. Where did you focus on that? In right. a different <laughs> um, font, even. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's really, yeah. He's really feeling confused. Charles is upset that Magnus killed people, and Magnus says, basically, now who's being naive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shomron shows up and says that they have a prisoner. After a bit of casual anti-Semitism, Xavier mind, scan, mind scans him, and we learn about Hydra. 
Yeah. Is this the first we've ever heard of Hydra? Is a question that I have. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Meanwhile, two days later, and a bunch of two days later, and a bunch of ex-Nazis show up to a waterfall. At this point, there is either some intentional or unintentional confusion because the obviously evil guy in charge looks exactly like Xavier with a monocle. That caused me a bit of confusion in the middle of the night when I was trying to read it. <laughs> yeah. Note how he berated the young officer, but then berated him again for apologizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should neither apologize nor not apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I should kill Don't you be a for dick, this. But also be a dick. <laughs> yeah. I should kill you for this, but if you apologize, then you're a weakling. Right. Uh, let's see. Anyway, they found a cave with the forced help of Gabby. Turns out the Xavier lookalike is none other than Baron Strucker, who also makes an appearance in the Marvel movies. He is the baddie in charge of creating the Enhanced Twins in Age of Ultron. Yeah. And I know he shows up other places. In the MCU? Yeah. yeah and I can't remember As well. Yeah. Uh, Xavier and Magnus are also there at the cave in disguise. After a little bit of casual racism, Strucker blows up the wall and there's quite a lot of gold which will be used to succeed where Hitler failed. Xavier and... Every time I get to that name, I can't pronounce it. Xavier and Magnus mm -hmm. make their move, grabbing Gabby. Magneto, I'm just going to start calling him that. Sure. Yeah. Handles the bullets, and Xavier mindfucks all the soldiers, so they start <laughs> fighting with each other again. So they start uh -huh. fighting with each other. Yeah. Gabby has gone into another catatonic state, but Charles doesn't want to mind probe her again. He says she needs to fight and build sci psychic resistance. Okay. Strucker shows up and has a powerful red glove. Magneto crushes it, frees Xavier and Gabby, steals the gold, and gives a little speech, when, which can be summed up as, fuck all y'all. Gabby wakes up because she heard Xavier telling her to fight. Magneto takes off with the gold. Charles gives a little speech about how there has to be a better way, and then gets back to making out with his patient. Yeah. And just like that, we're back in the hospital and he's awake. What made him decide to fight? Lilandra's voice, of course, telling him to fight. Right. A farewell party is planned on Lalandra's ship, but Xavier and Ileana don't attend. Corsair wants nothing to do with the Shi'ar, so he leaves. Wolverine is suspicious during dinner, and he's right to be. Lalandra goes catatonic, Deathbird shows up. There's an explosion, and in the last frame, the Brood is there, looking forward to turning Ooh. the X-Men into, quote, host forms for the spawn of our blessed ruler, the mother of us all, which sounds disgusting. <laughs> host forms for the spawn of our blessed ruler... That I I I want to post like you should cross stitch <laughs> that. I gotta read like it's so it's so brilliant. I can't even memorize. I have to read it. Host forms for the spawn of our blessed ruler. Wow, the mother of us all. I should cross stitch that for the kids' bathroom. You are host forms for the spawn of our blessed ruler, the mother of us all. Be me. Ooh, no, oh, you made it weird. <laughs> Okay. Uh, all right. So what, so what do we think of this one? Oh, it was we, all right. Yeah, yeah. it was all right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So a couple of things to come back to. Um, and, and you know, I've, I've been taking copious notes while you were... While I you saw were, that you were you, doing yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, oh, put that down. No, no, I'm reading that. <laughs> that's, that's a note that I just... Okay. So... <laughs> this is uh, that's basically the the sonic equivalent of when you're on the video call and and you put your hand above the camera <laughs> you pretend to like jerk your head from some unseen so it looks arm like above something you. is eating your head yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah so so just as you are a seven-year-old who fidgets in church i am like I, I i'm equally an eight-year-old who never gets tired of that i would be a seven-year-old that fidgets in synagogue <laughs> yeah yeah well instead of, whatever some religious place of stop trying religiosity. to convert me man stop trying to convert you but speaking of which yeah so watchtower there's nothing there i, I don't said, think we'll so come back yeah. i mean like, yeah. like there's nothing there narratively 
nothing there comedically. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to say, like, the Watchtower. Watchtower was, you know, the... Why actually... Because I know nothing about the Jehovah's Witnesses other than that they occasionally pester me. Um, and and they, it, it is the Watchtower, right? I think so. Okay. It's not like the Man in the High Tower. That's a, That's a, different, a different thing. thing. Yeah. Um, why Watchtower? I why is that the name I of I don't their... know anything about yeah, the Jehovah's I mean, I, Witnesses. I, I know a thing or two about Christianity, and I don't remember... There's the Dylan song. All I mean, is that where they got it? I don't I think have so. No idea. Feels unlikely. Yeah. But you know, Dylan did convert to Christianity. I like, didn't know that. Big time. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He um. <clears throat> he seems like the kind of person that would maybe you know try on a couple different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he was. Uh, he was like New Morning was one of them. Uh, Slow Train Coming was another. Um. Yeah. Lyrically, like he he was all in for about three years, and then I guess the cocaine wore off. <laughs> he sobered up, and yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so he was doing a performance, and somebody threw a cross on stage, mm-hmm. and he said that that caused him to have this profound conversion experience, um, which lasted big time for a while, hmm. and then it just kind of then he kind of. It's weird. It's almost like afterward. I don't think that he talks about it after he kind of gets over it. Mm-hmm. He very slowly gets over it. But then there's a, it's like, it's almost like me. There was a period of time where I was really, really into the TV show Lost. <laughs> but like now I don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> then he sort of snapped out yeah, of it. Yeah. Like after a couple of years, like, yeah, that wasn't as good as I thought it was. And now, eh, let's just move on. <laughs> this is sort so. of an embarrassing, uh, not postscript, but uh, yeah, episode in your. Well, no, no. I, I mean, um, I'll have you all I, know I'm... that I'm still really, really into the show Lost, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, exactly. And I don't care yeah. that I didn't like how it ended because I liked all the rest of it. Yeah, um, I, I'm not at all embarrassed of having enjoyed Lost. I mean, the, the TV show—it it was a good show. Yeah. It wasn't as good as I thought it was. Kind of like Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was really into that for a while. <laughs> And and it's still like it's it's a pretty good religion. Yeah. As religions go, would you stop that? I'm just trying to give you a place to put your glass of water. I don't because need I'm a place to put my glass of water. The idea you, that you're, you're obsessed gonna... with moving things in this closet when we're recording. <laughs> you're gonna make no. You're gonna knock it over. I'm not gonna knock it over. It's only a matter of time not... before you knock it over. Okay. So that was a watchtower. Um, two German mistakes here. Yes. So Zeigheil. I caught, I caught one of them. Was it the Ich Sprechen Deutsch? No, uh, he spelled Kamraden wrong. Okay. Yeah. yeah. With a K A. Yeah, Kamraden. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, the the difference in vowel sound doesn't, at least the way that I render it, you know, Kamraden, Kamraden doesn't sound all that different, but different, different. Yeah. Sprechen Deutsch. Yeah, I didn't catch that um, either. I can remember one of the first times that you were visiting me in Munich. You said, like, hey, how do I say I don't speak German? And do you remember what you offered as an option? <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo no sprecho. You said, I think you said yo no sprechen Deutsch. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> I recognize So you're using a, a word from a language that is neither neither English nor German. <laughs> and then. Yo no sprecho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that would be sprecher Deutsch. Or ich kann Deutsch sprechen, mm-hmm. but ich, ich sprechen Deutsch. A bit of a tongue twister, though. Ich mm. sprechen Deutsch. Unless you do the North German ich sprechen. Mm. Yeah. But I do the uh, Bavarian. Okay. Today's hey, that was that was German time. Linguistics lesson brought linguistics to you lesson. by Brian. But, yeah. All right. Uh, we, we, we like language. And 
Um, returning it to the comic, a bit of a struggle. We've mentioned this before, but one of the things that was really cool about the X-Men, just like the James Bond movies from the 70s, they they traveled all over the world. The team was international. You would get occasional bits of, of, of language. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I really dug mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, what was interesting to me is like, you know, placing it in the context of the, the 80s, you know, it's like the Second World War was not that long ago right. at that point. Yeah. Um, and the, sort of the idea of, uh, of, of Germans as, you know, still like an obvious baddies, although they still, I mean, they do it a, a little bit in the MCU, but not, The Germans you know, were not the baddies in this issue. I mean, of course they were. Well, the Nazis were, yeah. but no, the Nazis Hydra, were, yeah. Hydra is an international organization. Yeah, Hydra, like in the... In Although the, they all spoke German in this one, so yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. In the more recent incarnations of the yeah. MCU, Hydra seems a little... I mean, there is like a, there are some connections, and they, you know, maybe they have like a little bit of a German accent, but it's like yeah. a little bit less specific to an extension of Nazism. Uh, then, then it would have yeah. made sense for it to be in the '80s. So Hydra, this is not the first time that Hydra appears in in the Marvel Comics mm-hmm. universe, the other MCU. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hydra shows up. I want to say like Captain America, possibly going back to like to the '40s. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not, I'm going to be talking out of school here, but they were kind of an adjunct to representation. In, in representation in its literal sense, not its, its sense of inclusivity, but you know, representation mm-hmm. of Nazis. Uh, we need more Nazis in comics. <laughs> um, not that kind of representation. Um, you know, we've we've had enough. You know, Nazis are a minority, thank heaven. Yeah. <laughs> but they're a minority that is strangely silent. Um, so, so the Hydra was a, was a kind of an adjunct to that, and um, I, I don't think that. There was any hesitation about depicting Nazis as villains at, during World War II. Right. Uh, you know, there's the, the very famous uh, drawing of Captain America punching Hitler mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that got kind of referenced in uh, Meg's Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, like Hydra is a branch of the Nazis. Then they go on post World War II. Right. Which, which is consistent with, with the MCU, the yep. cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Um, period. So this is not the first time that we've seen Nazis. This is a, this is way more direct to their origins as Nazi. Sorry, this is not the first time that we've seen Hydra. This is a little more direct about their, their direct linked to Nazis. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to stop speaking because I've lost my command of English. Uh, yeah. So I, as I was Googling around, um, doing my... <laughs> I love how you look at the microphone until you actually have to speak. <laughs> so lean in, lean in. Doing my expansive research. It was, it was interesting. You were up so late last night <laughs> doing that. You were, I mean, good heavens. You, you, you barely slept a wink. Yes, I was working very, very hard. Um, I, I don't know how I, I, I guess I actually, I think I Googled us like the name of this podcast to see oh, if, okay. <laughs> uh, you know, all of our fans in, in Missouri were, right. you know, perhaps blogging about how much they're enjoying our podcast. Not like probably not. No. So <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's really, really meta. I think we actually like, need like to stop blogging about a podcast. We need, I think to, we need to stop talking about Missouri. Cause I think we're going to, we're going to freak people out. <laughs> Who are we freaking out? <laughs> Missourians. Yeah, right. um, and so I found this article from the New York Post New York Times, yeah, New York, or 
Some uh, some print publication from New York. From like 2000. I was talking about the... Yeah. And it was called the X-Men file. The name of the article was the X-Men files. I'll print it out for you. Um, <sighs> Copycats. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? Yeah. But one of the things they talked about was uh, that they talked a lot about Chris Claremont. And they talked about... And I didn't read the article because I had been working so... I'm talking into the microphone. <laughs> you're not talking to the microphone. <laughs> I, you're going to listen to the podcast and you're going you're gonna to hear it. Like, my voice is naturally louder than yours, which is why I'm trying to sit away from the microphone. But help me out here. So, Stop talking into your stomach. I'm not talking into my stomach. All right. Um, now you made me lose my train of thought. Now you have to come up with something to say. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I very much want to hear what, you, what you're saying. It, so they were it pains me. It, they were yeah. talking about... Chris Claremont, and I guess I had sort of in my head been wondering, sort of, I mean, I know that Nazis and Israel are sort of a, you know, a very natural uh, narrative pairing. Sure, um, yeah. But they, they said that in, in talking about the relationship between Magneto and Xavier, they right. likened it, he, they said that he thought of it as like the relationship between uh, David Ben-Gurion and Menachem Begin, who were like... Really? Oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, which okay. not, you know, I need to sadly brush up a little bit on my early Israel history. Yeah. But, um, you know, that I need was, to acquire some. Yeah, yeah. that was something really that, that you know, had it wasn't like, you know, let's place them in Israel or some other place. That was yeah. like a specific hmm. reason that they met at that place. And, you know, at that at that kind of point in history right. at a time where Nazism was still like relatively fresh in uh, yeah. cultural memory. And right. Israel was a relatively new country. Right. Yeah. Period. Period. Um, that is fascinating. That. I did not know. Um, I'd, I'd love to read that article. Oh yeah, I'll find. I'll send it to you. Um, so the comparison between Xavier and Magneto that often gets trotted out is that it, it's Malcolm X and uh, Martin Luther King. Yeah. Um, which is kind of reductive in a lot of ways, but as a kind of a first order approximation. Um, uh, well, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that that's what. Well, actually, they might have been going for that. I mean, Stan Lee, definitely, like, in the early 60s, yeah, he would have been conscious of all, of, yeah. uh, of all of that. But the take that, um, yeah, those two Israeli leaders, uh, Ben-Gurion and Begin, that is interesting. I want to want to know more about yeah, that. Yeah, I might that, That's probably a more nuanced take yeah. than the kind of blunt um, King versus, versus Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Comparison that... I. Uh, please, uh, Brian, white suburban middle class person, tell us what you think <laughs> about the uh, uh, the taking. Um, it, it's what, I, I've got nothing to point to, but but um, those two leaders as being kind of opposite poles is is, is really really reductive, mm -hmm. um, and it's unfortunate. Also, there there are loads of other civil rights leaders that just kind of get crowded out of the right, narrative, right. like uh, Huey P. Newton. Um, Huey P. Newton might be might be Magneto. <laughs> okay, right, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Yeah, uh, that's how crowded out he is. <laughs> right, right. He, he founded the Black Panthers. Mm, okay. Um, where uh, and you know SDS would be another and so forth. Very so. Um, yeah, I don't like how reductive that is because the reduction. Maybe here's how I can articulate it. The reduction sort of boils down to yes, you should absolutely advocate for civil rights. Don't get violent about it. Motherfucker, I'm going to get violent, <laughs> right? Uh, it, it is, I think, a very reasonable take. You mean to tell me that for centuries you've been beating and raping us, but I'm not supposed to get violent? Right, right. yeah. Um, okay. Yep. What else we got? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, um, no, you first, you first. I was going to discuss uh, Charles' like totally weird and inappropriate relationship with uh, his, his patient. Exactly what yeah. I was going to go for <laughs> next as well. Super creepy. Uh, so, spoilers, he fathers a child with her. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. When does that happen? I don't know. It, it it happens like sometime between then and and now and in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I'm, I'm as I say, I'm catching up on the New Mutants. So I think I'm in like year nineteen eighty four, eighty five uh, in the New Mutants. Oh wait, it happens between the time that they met in the twenty year ago flashback and where we currently are in the. Hard to reckon time here. Let's say nineteen seventy six. Okay. <laughs> if that'll make things easier, um, nineteen seventy two. Oh gosh, Charles son is as old as me maybe it is you whoa <laughs> i'm a comic book i'm a comic book character maybe oh that would explain a lot yeah um you would also leave a lot of open questions yeah. <laughs> actually it would, it would only explain I mean, a couple of things yeah. it wouldn't explain very much and certainly you know your your you would explain our current, would have, explain our current president yeah. yeah it would explain our current president because like that that can only happen in something it's just it's just bananas <laughs> like a weird fever dream batshit crazy <laughs> yeah. as comics um yeah so creepy super creepy i don't really actually have loads more to say about that it's uh do you have more to say about uh, whichever page it is where she's talking about being a 10-year-old and uh, she was so pretty that the guards didn't want to gas her? Yeah, and that whole that whole uh, tableau was, was disturbing. I So I read this as a kid. I read it again about six months ago or nine months ago, something like that. And when I got to that page as a grown-up, I, whoa! Yeah. Are you, how I did they was, get I mean, not that this, this makes it any better, but I yeah. thought she was 12. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, y- exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. please tell us, Anna, so what is the minimum threshold <laughs> well, for you to find pedophilia acceptable? <laughs> or whatever form, I mean, they, they they don't go into detail, so we have no idea what form of sexual violence uh, they used yeah. to victimize her, but, but I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is, that's fucked up. The other thing, so when I read it six months ago, so, oh, and then he turned her into a statue of pure gold. I thought, well, that's just like some, you know, he whispers an in, in obscene incantation. And are they suggesting that, like, that was an escalation of the rape? Yeah. Or, <laughs> or what? And, and then as I read it again, like, two days ago, oh, no, no, that's where he implanted the map to the gold. Yeah. And maybe also... <laughs> It just took liberties, um, but but I read that like that is horrifying. Yeah, that was horrifying and shocking. Now, when I was ten or eleven or whatever age I was when I when I read it, water off a duck's back. Yeah, I didn't notice. <laughs> you might not have even noticed. I mean, they it didn't was over really. My head. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say they did. I mean, they said you know assaulted or I can't remember exactly how they described it, but uh, they definitely didn't say you know raped. <laughs> that, that word. No, they didn't use used. the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see if we can find that page. Hold on. Yeah, the drawing of the the Nazi guards as monsters. Um, yeah, I mean that that's that's on point. Yeah, lucky ones are gassed. Gabby's beautiful. Her guards like her. She survives. Young in years, ancient in spirit, innocent no longer. Right. So I mean, it, it, we don't know, and um, I'm not going to speculate any more than I have about yeah. uh, it, it, what she what she suffered through. But you know, point is. Okay, so she was a victim of some 
something atrocious, and this is why she's in this catatonic, catatonic state. And th th that's really heavy. Oh, hello. Okay, that's uh, that's my computer telling me that Dropbox is almost full. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Windows. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. So in light of that, like him, the, that like whole weird sexual relationship between them is like super creepy. It, even if she had not weird. been victimized in this way, what he's doing is absolutely <laughs> absolutely <wrong>. inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's another one where, as a kid, I'm reading it. Like, yeah, sure, you know, he, he's right, a man, she's a woman. Yes. <laughs> what's <laughs> what's to, the big yeah, deal? You're a roadmap. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that gets, I mean, Claremont doubles down on that, yeah. uh, that he and, he and Gabby have a relationship and they have a child. And, uh, so in the issue, in the, I'm, I'm on New Mutants issue number, I don't know what, like, like 20, something like that. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up. Uh, yeah. Issues like 27, 28. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We find out. Yeah. Gabby, Gabby's back. Um, <laughs> one note about her appearance in the New Mutants in, uh, yeah, like July 85, mm -hmm. uh, smokes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a chain smoker and she's, she's drawn by Bill Sienkiewicz, but not the sort of the youthful woman. <laughs> she looks, <laughs> she, she has aged into, yeah. um, it, it, I don't think it's deliberate to say that she had this horrific childhood and also, Professor X done her wrong. <laughs> Though that would be a fair read of the way that she is drawn and portrayed in the New Mutants. So here's a question unrelated to that that I just thought of. Yeah. It, so when does when does Professor X become wheelchair bound? Am I supposed to know that already? I don't know. And so I just noticed that he was yeah, not in this um, in this it, issue. Exactly. Yeah. He he uh, he was not wheelchair bound for for a lot of his life. Um, they established that, and a, a, a genuine X-Men fan would know this. Mm. But as I read through this, it's, it's taking it back to Lost. It's like when you watch Lost and you wonder, like, when did John Locke <laughs> <laughs> you know, become paraplegic? Yeah. Um, and reading this, it, it's like I now have, because I've forgotten. I think at one point I knew, but uh, like I've forgotten how he lost the use of his legs. Did he get hit by a car? Or was he already in a wheelchair when he got hit by a car? To recap, I've forgotten <laughs> how he lost the use of his legs. But but do ask me whether there are other scenarios. Well, I, mean, I thought maybe you would, when I said it, you would remember. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'd forgotten. That's right. He got hit by a car. Yeah, I don't think that's that... how memory works. That's exactly how memory works. Is it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> when I forget something and then you remind me of it, I'm like, usually. I mean, sometimes yeah, okay. I'm like, no, I still don't remember it. I'm obviously going senile, but then you know, a yeah. lot of the time it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Say the name and maybe it'll it'll sound familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure what. I think you need a snack. I'm not sure. Yeah, I ate, I ate some pistachios before <laughs> we started recording here. Um, all right. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, when Xavier became... Could you hand me your iPad, please? Wheelchair bound. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna smash it with a hammer? No, no. I'm gonna put it right there so that it is visible. And, it's, there's uh, a glare on it. Then there's a glare on it. Yeah. No, yeah. don't do that because it'll fall. Don't it's do not that. Gonna it's, it's gonna fall. It's not gonna fall. It's gonna fall. It's not gonna. It might fall. <laughs> okay. Fine. 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 You win. As usual. Uh, is that true? I don't think it's true. No, I, don't I think, think we got to, you know, uh, uh, we're on record in this podcast and in our lives and between each other. We, we, we've got a really awesome marriage. <laughs> that doesn't mean that, actually, that 
that does mean that we fight from from time to time. Yeah. But we we resolve our, our disputes um, reasonably well. Um, yeah. And a dispute about glare in your iPad is pretty <laughs> pretty low stakes. Um, yeah, it is true. Um, I don't know what I. I'm not actually sure what else I have to say about this one. Um, the way that Xavier wakes up, uh, when I read it as a kid and when I read it again about six, nine months ago, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. He wakes up. I just kind of didn't think anything of it. Reading it two days ago, my thought is that's it. That's all it <laughs> that's took. Right. That's right. That's what I said. As I was writing the thing up to, I was like, had she not thought to do that before? <laughs> you know, lean over right, and whisper. Right. <laughs> If I'm um, ever in a coma, I want you, like, uh, that's all I want you to do is just all day long. <laughs> I want you to. Or, but you said if I ever find you in a coma. If, if I ever I, find you. If I'm ever in a coma. If you're ever in a coma. Yeah, I don't want you to, like, spend. Okay, so I'm going to be devastated. Spend three months <laughs> but, trying to figure out what to do before you're like, hey, maybe I'll just talk to her. Because, <laughs> you know. I'll probably, I mean, I'm talking to you, like, nonstop. I'll probably be able to hear you. Yeah, and so, yeah, you know, they, that's they, they won't be able to pry me out of that room. <laughs> uh, anyway, this is grim. <laughs> Totally great. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I, I'm I'm rather fond of you, and I would miss not being able to talk to you. Um. Yeah. I get nothing else either. We got to fill ten more minutes. Missouri wants content. <laughs> Let's talk about Missouri. Name I, me. No, I don't want to talk about Missouri. I mean, no? no offense. I like the issues with. I like the Magneto issues. Okay, can I just say? We'll come back to in just a minute. You're going to tell us why you hate Missouri so much. I don't. <laughs> Okay. I'm not sure what Missouri ever did to you to, to warrant that. Okay. Carry on. No, I like the Magneto <laughs> issues, but this one somehow, like, yeah. there's not a lot of new, like, they're not having a lot of new, I mean, it's nice to get Magneto right. as, like, a little bit, fill in a little bit more sure. of his sort of backstory. Yeah. You know, he was in the concentration camp, then he was, like, an orderly at this hospital, yeah. and then he became this bad guy, so sort of bad guy-ish. Yeah, bad guy. He was, he was really bad to start off yeah. with. Yeah. Um. So it's it's fun to get a little bit of that filled in, but there, it's also like they're not covering really any new ground mm. um, about his philosophy yeah. or whatever. That, that like that all feels pretty rehashed from things from that like we've learned before. So, yeah. Um. Fair. Yeah. So apart from that aspect of it, a lot of it then just feels like a little bit of a you know tying up loose ends of the Xavier coma. And then yeah. setting up the whatever the next yeah. thing is with the the spawn, <laughs> the spawn. <laughs> um, interesting. I, I've got a new theory about this. Um, okay, so a couple of things. One, when I read, I, I I like this because when I was a kid, I think this was the first time that I'd seen that philosophy uh, exposed, exposited, an expository dialogue discussed. discussed thank you. Um, <laughs> Uh, because I hadn't I hadn't seen issue one fifty mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, like I missed that one, yeah. and uh, other like Magneto was just a baddie. This was the first time that I read it mm-hmm. where there is kind of a qualification around his villain status. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so this is why I remember it more fondly. You've already seen issue one fifty, where we think, well, you know, Magneto's got some shades of gray, right? Um. So y- y- your your take is absolutely valid. Right. Um, the other thing that um, that I just thought of maybe an unfair theory. I don't. I'd have to look up the dates. This is in like eighty two. Okay. Yeah. So in nineteen eighty or eighty one. September of eighty two. End of eighty two. In nineteen eighty or eighty one, uh, Frank Miller over at Daredevil introduced the character Electra, mm-hmm. 
which was a retconning of Matt Murdock's past. Okay. Uh, it was, okay, this, this woman from his past. And Elektra becomes uh, one of the most significant characters in the series Daredevil. Um, however you feel about <laughs> the character and her portrayal on the Netflix series, she was a big, big deal mm-hmm. in the comics. I'm wondering if this if this retconning and introducing because like like part of the retcon, not the retcon, the flashback, mm-hmm. but yeah, kind of retcon. The uh, the flashback is it's a it's a story that we can tell as a one off. Um, we get backstory, but also Claremont saying, "Hey, I'm introducing this new character." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, who has never been mentioned in the right, right, before, right? right. So this uh, significant love interest for romantic interest for Professor X. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if, if there is that element there. Hmm. But then Gabby kind of goes back on the shelf and doesn't show up again until New Mutants. Although, again, Claremont, he lays down plot threads like years in advance. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then when he wakes up, I, you know, I suppose that's, you know, it's not like he wakes up and it's like... You know, he wakes up to his sort of new love interest person, and then we never do find out. We never find <laughs> yeah. out in this, you know, in this issue what. Uh, yeah, Gabby just what happens like, to okay. Gabby. Yeah, yeah we just sort of shrug it off. Disappears, but it's like a nice, tidy issue. You know, wrapping up loose threads and setting up another thing. Right. Um. Period. Yeah, yeah. I I, I liked this one. Um. I I like when they. This is going to sound really dumb. So I'm going to say it yeah. so we can all laugh at me together. <laughs> oh, uh, when they go to Africa to find the gold, <laughs> it was really... <laughs> Black Africa? Uh, wait, casual would, casual racism? To... Yes. <laughs> you, you, yeah, I wonder, because you said casual racism. Um, you were, and uh, yeah, Because racism is so far off my radar that, that I, I, you know, when I, when I encounter it, I just, I just dismiss it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, said, I don't like that. I don't, I don't remember all of that. See. We're better stuff. to hide the gold than Black Africa among savages. Oh, okay. Well, y- y- sorry. I, yes, the character, the evil character, is is racist. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that now. And who better to turn into a living map for this vault than a Jewish child? Um, how about not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, how about another Nazi? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but an error was made in the conditioning. The conditioning process drove Gabrielle insane, and the yeah. secret was lost. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, that's uh, overplayed yeah. our hand uh, on yeah, the torture. More, more, more upfuckery there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Upfuckery. Okay. So, yeah, the conditioning. This is one uh, that that comics and the MCU play fast and loose with. Apparently, you can reprogram a human brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know they do that with the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. like I, it was yeah, Robert we'll Redford. Wipe in, it and start yeah, over. In, in yeah. Sol- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, wipe it. Like it's not a fucking hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you can't reformat it. Yeah, like, do, do the disk defragment yeah. on it. It's disturbing. Uh, yeah, yeah, disturbing image. Yeah, so you know, I like this one. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens next. With, with the uh, the, with the spawn and and you spawn. were so curious that you looked at the cover of the next I did issue. the cover of the next issue is fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like really disturbing okay well t- t- talk to me about that because I I didn't um that that's not my immediate take on it or, or I just I, I reacted to it differently so like you've got Wolverine and he's they're like these weird they look like he's being electrocuted or something but they've specifically drawn it so that the electrocuty things in the middle are going inside of his briefs 
in a very disturbing way. Yeah, let me see this here. Here, you can look at it. No, no, yeah, no, no, okay, okay. Huh. Weird how, like, like I mean, I, I, this is going to sound like, like like I'm poking fun at you. Um, I'm going to try to phrase this properly. Like, I, I don't notice that. You don't notice that? I'm too busy focused on, on his face and, and the anger and the anguish. Uh, and the the weird creature. I don't even. I don't even notice the like. They're not lightning bolts. It's almost like, almost like I don't know, like stink lines or something like that. No. He just, like he just <laughs> like, like, that's had, like really, <laughs> he's had a really big fart um, or something like that. It just looks like yeah. I don't know. But anyway, so so you're excited about, and I'm also excited <laughs> about what's happening now. Right now, from issue 162 for about like the next ten issues. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in for a real treat. Yeah. This is uh, one of my favorite periods. I mean, it is up there with like the last 10 issues of John Byrne's run. Mm-hmm. We're starting the Brood Saga, which for the past 20 odd episodes you've heard me talk <laughs> about. Uh, we've gotten our first look at the Brood uh, like five or six issues ago. Uh, so this starts that. In my brain, like the Brood Saga lasted about 12 issues. It actually is only like about four All or right, five, okay. something like that. It's not that many. Um, not as many as, like in my brain, it took like three years yeah. for them to run through that. But um, not as many. Uh, we also get the handover from Cockrum to Paul Smith. All right, okay. Paul Smith, who is my second favorite X-Men artist, uh, John Byrne being the first. Um, so... In, a, in about three issues, especially the conclusion of this, I'm going to be on cloud nine. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And then afterwards, we get a, a, a really great Wolverine adventure and uh, we get to meet the Morlocks. Like the next 10 or 12 issues are just absolutely dynamite. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Okay. I'm excited too. Do we have any closing thoughts? No. Thanks for listening. Do you call it a sub, a hoagie, a grinder, or something <clears> else? <throat> I call it a sub. Okay. I also call it a sub, uh, which is probably what they call it in Missouri. Yeah, I probably, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to t- I'm trying to tie it back to Missouri. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah I mean, we do I need to establish why you hate that state so much. More I would call it yeah. like a, I would just call it a sandwich. I don't have a specific, Yeah. you know, if I got it from Subway, I would call it Subway. Or if I got it from Jimmy John's, I would call it Jimmy John's. Huh. Yeah, I would never make something. I like ate that it. At I home. ate it. I ate a uh, tuna fish Jimmy John's the other day. Sandwich from Jimmy John's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, but whatever. If I said yeah, something, yeah. I would say sub. I would definitely not say either oh, yeah. of the other two things. Grinder to me is uh, like the substance of the sandwich is different. I think. I feel I like know. a grinder is like a Philly cheesesteak type situation where is there's it? like hacked up meat and melted cheese. I have no fucking yeah, idea, but meat. that's what I yeah, would. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite kind of sandwich? <laughs> I don't really have a favorite. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like tuna salad sandwiches. I know you'd think that was disgusting. Yeah, I do. With tomatoes yeah. on it. Um, tuna salad with tomatoes. Yeah. Oof. When I get a sandwich from a like a Jimmy John's type place, that's usually yeah. what I get. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, okay. Well, cause I, I, I love an Italian beef yeah. sandwich. At home, a, I like. Know, so uh, it, it, it's somewhere in Chicago, mm-hmm. like uh, Portillo's, that'll do. But um, there's that place um, on the other side of the Chicago River where we used to go when I was at CNA Radio over on over on Wacker. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. They had they have just the best Italian beef sandwich. Mm. Yeah. So Italian beef? I, I, I'm, 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 I'm saying, okay with Italian in, in terms of thinking of sandwiches. I don't and, really and, like that wet sub, that wet bun uh, fair. thing yeah. that they do. Yeah. It just seems like gross 
Well, you don't have, you know, they don't have to do What, bread? I didn't grow up in a part of Chicago where that was like, at least not that I was aware of yeah. um, during my sort of immigrant childhood that, uh, yeah. you know, that was like a particularly Chicago-y thing. Until hardly hardly the only immigrant in Chicago. I was not the only. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I was not the only yeah, a lot of immigrants in Chicago. In Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah, sandwich. That just makes me think that I'm hungry. I might be hungry, too. Yeah, let's go eat lunch. Uh, no, no, we're having Taco Bell for lunch. Let's not go eat lunch. Yeah. Okay. I might want a snack, though. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you really want this to be over, don't you? No, no, no. This one becoming, more head fake. One more head fake. This is becoming the private dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been the private dialogue. Um, oh, man. No, I blew it. I blew it. I, I just <laughs> want to do like a head fake before we finish. Um, closing, closing question. I thought that the sandwich was going to be. What's your favorite type of jelly to put on a uh, PB&J? Grape. All right. <laughs> Great. I think I think I think you said it all. Yep. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. 